Anointing, which is the highest level of anointing. A lot of people don't know that. They think you're just a goofy guy. And you laugh all the time. Because the tra the holy place will be trampled for time, time, half time by the unholy place, which is the unsanctified, unglorified, unburnt soul. The soul that has not yet been offered as a burnt sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Hallelujah! every day new content every day to glorify you in the glory just say I'm getting glorified in the glory what I'm getting glorified in the glory have you even learned to give the glory to God brother I don't even know what language religious people speak anymore. I can't even understand when they type and write and speak. I just respond with joy and laughter and some kind of revelation. That's all I know how to do now. I don't speak realm of the dead. I forgot how. 
I'm too far gone in the glory to even remember how to talk religious. That's why I just laugh all the time, or if you get really out there on some stuff, I just start toking the ghost. <laughs> There's always an angelic party going on on the inside. They'll look on the outside of the temple. You might look serious, but on the inside, you're seriously fried. Like, that dude is all there. When you're in the glory, you're all there. They say when you're on drugs, he ain't there. He ain't all there. But when you're in the glory, you're all there. You're whole on the inside. Your joy is complete, and your joy is overflowing. That's why you be Holy Ghost knowing. In Jesus' name. I had a three-hour encounter today with the angel of gentleness. Don't worry, it lifted and flew away. And I didn't even grieve it. With my warrior nature. <laughs> <laughs> Today has been the most discombobulated swirl of emotions. So when your spirit becomes regional or national or universal, you ain't even dealing with yourself. The self is still in there. You can look, go look at the burnt offering if you want to. But what becomes real interesting is these high jet streams in the glory where you're up just dealing with the souls of the nations, the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers as angels at the end of the age. It is written, no longer human beings doing works. Ever again, the Bible declares that only the angels will do the works, and your spirit is angel, so your spirit is about to be the worker. Big time. And the brain, well, it just becomes the burnt offering. The brain enters Sabbath day's rest and enjoys the glory. The brain has not known the ability of the spirit because of unbelief. The glory is the fire of God that deals with the brain's unbelief. The brain is the fall. So if you're stuck in your head, you're already dead. <laughs> Just remember the white zombie song that goes, We're already dead. We're already dead. We're already dead. We're already Because it's the truth anyhow. That's my favorite praise and worship song. Rob Zombie sings the gospel. And then coming out soon on La Sexorcisto 666. <laughs> hey, I gotta have some fun up here too. Part of this is just to entertain my spirit, not myself, because we're teaching now, so we need to teach the difference between spirit and soul, lest we live soulishly and never get anything out of this our entire lives. Just a soulish delusion of spiritual realities. Eek. We're not going that direction. That ain't the promised land. That's the manure pile. You'll never get any divinity out of the human soul. Zero. 
The soul is the complete and total copycat and counterfeit and play actor of the spirit. The spirit is the truth. Those that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. So the most important thing for all of you watching, listening right now, hearing the recording, is dividing asunder the pretender of the soul, which is you, and the genuine, real deal, tested, faithful, and true, through and through, the spirit. The spirit. Just say, my spirit's getting more real to my brain. It has to, or you can't grow. Your spirit has to be more real than your soul. You have to divide soul from spirit in order to grow your spirit. To develop your spirit is to grow from glory to glory. If you're in the soul which is faithless, the natural man comprehending not the things of the spirit, you can't grow. You're actually growing in the types and shadows. You're growing in religious forms of supernatural sonship things in the soul, which is the highest level of sorcery. So you have the direct counterfeit of the pinnacle of soulish counterfeit of spiritual sonship. Angelic spirits that are full-grown, mature, like archangels in the realm of the kingdom of his glory. And you have pretenders that are doing it all in the heart, in the soul. That's what's wrong with this whole scenario right now, is you have people that have not yet switched from soul to spirit. There can be no mixture. If there's mixture of soul and spirit, your life is confused. You are very confused as a Christian, as a charismatic, as a Pentecostal, as a glory, whatever you identify with, you're not going to have clarity until the spirit is conquering your soul from within, out of your innermost being. So it's the place of the pool or the well of salvation. Woman at the well, she was led to the internal spring of the water of life in which her soul would never thirst again for the things on the outside. Because now she's going to be content with the kingdom dimension of unlimited living water, crystal clear and sparkling from the Lamb of God in her spirit. Jesus regenerated the woman's spirit. Fotini is her name, the woman at the well. One of the greatest apostles of the first century. She was considered for one of the four chief apostles of the first century Christian church. The woman at the well, Fotini. Awesome signs and wonders. Why? Because she became fully God inside-minded. Your transition from bewitchment, external, blown around by fallen angels. You look at these people. I've seen millions in broadcasting. Not exaggerating, millions. What's the difference between the, the ones that are here and are actually developing their spirit? Anchored into the spirit, into the throne of the Lamb. The ones not anchored, the ones not God inside-minded, the soulish ones, zero chance of making it, zero. Because the fallen angel is stronger than your soul. The fallen angel, the angel of light, the religious spirit. The witchcraft spirit, the spirit of Babylon, and the spirit of sorcery is stronger than all Christian souls combined. You can't win 
if you're in the soul it's not a possibility you're in the wilderness you will lose to the demon you will lose to the serpent you will lose to the snake you will lose to the foul detestable bird they come they grab you with their talons and you fly off into babylon and you're into captivity if you're soulish it's just captivity if you're young and immature that's why you got to be under someone that is practicing righteousness so that you can't get tossed to and fro by the fallen angels into captivity that's why there are incubators called churches or groups and gatherings of tribes of believers that come together do not forsake the fellowship of the saints you need to have mature ones around you otherwise the immature ones eggs and babies and infants of any species in the earth is food for predators including Christians Christian babies infants in Christ are wolf food the Bible teaches it wolves and predators will come in and eat you and devour you with darkness with religion with lust with pride with mere knowledge without experience stuff that lacks wisdom all the false teaching of the second heavens will eat you up and spit you out and you'll be a mess we've seen that hundreds of thousands of times what's different now is that there are coverings of mature angel-like sons of the resurrection that are protecting you from the false light of the angels of light that deceive and the devil that goes around like a roaming lion seeking whom he may devour he can't devour you if there's a great shepherd around you one in whom christ is raised out of my sheepfold I raised my servant David it is written someone in whom the cross of Christ crucified has risen in their heart as a spiritual mature angelic being or a Christian a son of God a new creature in Christ that's no longer in infant form but in mature eight-wing cherubim form seraphim form you can take the appearance of anything as your angelic nature matures you are a living creature around the throne of the lamb and on the throne of the lamb you will take the appearance of the lamb you are the servants of the lamb you have the appearance of the father you have the appearance of the son you have the appearance of the seven spirits three in one you have all heaven's glory working in the midst of you to change you, complete you, rearrange you, heal you, raise you from the dead, get the devil off of you, get you healed and healthy and whole. On the inside, the Holy Spirit's number one priority is making you perfect on the inside. Now, he's perfect, so all you gotta do is let him work. As it is written, don't resist the Holy Spirit. All he's trying to do is heal your inner man. And if you say, oh, my heart's already healed, I got Jesus in there, and you don't let the Holy Ghost work on you, woo, just forget about it. You've chosen the way of pride. There's a whole group of people in the book of, of uh, the Bible called the Daughters of Pride. We're the Daughters of Zion, the Bride of Christ, which is soul. Woman and female always represent soul in biblical prophecy. So we're the, the Daughters of Jerusalem. Song of Solomon, daughters of Jerusalem. But there's also the daughters of pride. Those are the ones who don't allow the Holy Spirit to change their heart. <laughs> it is an act of pride to say no to the Spirit of God who loves you more than you could ever know. To change you in the heavenly glow. To put you in a jet stream in which you can fly and flow 
all the days of your eternal life starting now. Not when you grow up. He's already grown up on the inside of you flying the back of the white eagle. You think Anna Roundtree is the only one doing that? That was an impartation for every single one of you to do it. Heaven awaits you. You are the bride. This ain't just for prophets. The prophets, the only thing they do is give you constant impartation for your own prophetic encounters in the heavens, in the glory, with your angels all the time, fully activated and flying. Now, how do I walk in the Spirit? The Apostle Paul's dealing with his churches to mature them in spiritual kingdom realities because they're carnal, they're natural, they're religious, they're fallen. First and foremost, you have to soak in the Spirit. You have to absorb in the Spirit. You have to drink the Spirit. Peter says, like newborn babes drinking pure spiritual milk. An infant knows how to drink. That's all it knows how to do. It'll, you don't have to teach it how to go to the bathroom. You don't have to teach it how to drink. It will drink immediately after it's birthed out of the womb. Going to the bathroom, drinking is all it does. And you just eat, 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 and poop, 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 and pee, 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 pee. That's all they do. And God created it that way. So you would understand your infancy in the supernatural by understanding infancy in the natural. First in the natural, then in the spiritual, it is written. So your spirit, as a newborn babe in Christ, craving pure spiritual milk, has to drink the milk of the Holy Ghost, the milk of the promised land of the milk and honey of the glory realm has to be fed into your spirit otherwise you'll go right into your soul and you never even realize you had a spirit if you don't feed your spirit after you're born again what happens to a baby if it doesn't eat very sad it dies and you have a funeral and you're burying a baby in a graveyard truth anyhow we don't want to bury spiritual infants in Christ in graveyards because they rejected drinking the pure milk of the pure Holy Spirit who birthed them inside their bellies. So for adults to go back on the bottle, well, that's kind of humiliating. No, it's wonderful. Welcome to the land of milk and honey. Welcome to the promised land. You get in by drinking for your spirit. You want to come in here and eat Wagyu steak, $300 an ounce steak? You need milk, man. Now, there are men and women whose angels eat meat, okay? But meat is for the mature in Christ who have constantly exercised their senses, which means delivered themselves from the world from the inside out like a mighty rushing river of glory, like a mighty release, like a breaker anointing coming out of them constantly. For those that are fully exercised, there are, there's meat. That ain't most of you. It's just not true. We'll get you there, but most of you have to nurture your spirit like a little baby. There's a little baby in your belly. Some of you, it looks like it's about a 15, 20, maybe 50 pound baby. 
But it's still in there. It's a big baby. It's your spirit. Feed your spirit. Birth the kingdom of heaven out of your belly will flow rivers. Even in infancy form. Even as newborns, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Jesus Christ said in the red letters, we have a Greek understanding from the fallen angel that it's bad to be babes in Christ. The Bible says the exact opposite. It is a wonder of the heavenly glory to be infants in Christ is a sign and a wonder to all the angels. Even the archangels want to help the newborn babes in Christ because you're of the divine offspring, the very genetics of Almighty God. But we get around all this false maturity of the soul realm, and we got suck up anointing, pretender anointing, gotta look a certain way, gotta be mature every day, gotta have signs and wonders, gotta perform miracles, gotta look something in front of others to look mature in the glory. All of that's Satan and has to burn out of all of you. All that matters is that your spirit is nurtured, and then whatever comes out of that, it'll be God. Some of it will be the world, but God is nurturing your spirit and growing and developing your spirit. His name is the Father of Spirits. So what's getting fathered? Not your soul. That's getting obliterated. That's the pretender. That's the counterfeit. That's the part where you can cling and retain to control and become fake after you're born again. Where you're still there and like, I did all this stuff for Jesus. Well, time to get into the spirit. You never did anything for Jesus. No flesh can boast before God. It is written. Your heart can't do anything for God. Your brain can't do anything for God. Zero. If it could, we didn't need the new covenant because you could have done it in the old covenant where your heart and brain did stuff for God. But it was types and shadows and a, a fallen earthly human covenant. So it prophesied of a perfect covenant and now the old covenant of the types and shadows of man's ability in the word, in the spirit, by an external anointing is for wisdom purposes only. Wisdom, which means understanding the beast and killing it and mixing wine in your spirit. Amen. So we want your spirit to take over your soul. So you have to come in with a game plan that I'm here for my eternal part of me. I don't care how it looks in my heart or my brain, that ain't really me. That part will go into the grave. You have everlasting immortal life in your spirit. The invincible part of you can't even age. It can't get a wrinkle. You're already greater than Moses, guys, because you have it in the spirit and not the flesh. Don't be deceived. You're born again and your spirit is immortal and eternal. Don't be bewitched by religion after beginning in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh. In other words, you're pretty awesome. You can say you're great. Mmm, real enthusiastic. We need to work on that. I'm just so used to beat me up Christianity because I don't understand the mature things of God that uh, my heart kind of resists saying those positive confessions about myself. I really have no idea what's going on around here. I'm just trying to grow in Christ. 
some wild stuff. <laughs> if you hang out with the champions of Joel's army, it will rub, rub off on you. Some people are very spiritually minded because they recognize their soul as completely black and demonic an animal so they can put it into their spirit because that's the only part of them that has any potential or hope in it the hope of glory there's no glory in the soul no glory in the heart no glory in the brain so the people that haven't come to an end of themselves can't really begin in the spirit because they're still trying to improve their own soul which is the practice of religion you have to come to an end of all that nonsense you know there's charismatic stuff of the soul that is the pinnacle of deception and antichrist. That's what Jesus Christ said in the Bible. The workers of iniquity that did all the charismatic stuff, but didn't even begin in their own spirit. Those are the ones that start in the belly, in the spirit, then immediately go to the soul, usually within just hours, and get bewitched by the fallen angels. Amen? Well, that's the truth anyhow. Truth anyhow. So what do we do with the people that tried to finish in the soul but began in the spirit? Introduce them to the cross. The cross makes it simple because it kills the soul. I mean, literally chop suey. You're saved by the works of Christ at the cross. Everyone believes that, even the Southern Baptists teach that in seminary. Okay? Can't get any more sound doctrine than that, buddy. Now, how does that practically work out salvation through fear and trembling? What party is in fear and trembling? The soul that's dying, the heart, the human heart with the blood beating in it. The animal. Fear and trembling of the animal, like, oh, I'm gonna die. Yeah, you're gonna die daily. You're gonna learn to like it too. And stop complaining, murmuring, and all that selfish stuff of the of the heart that isn't dead because the cross is still far from you. The cross is what gets bigger. Rising in your spirit, the throne of the Lamb, is the cross of Calvary, Calvary supernaturally manifest by the Holy Spirit. The works of Christ are materialized even through the atoms and the molecules of your flesh and blood by your faith in Jesus. You believed in the word of Jesus and the Holy Ghost changed your heart. You're not the same as you used to be when you were into just terrible sins. There is a progression and a change in your inner man because the Holy Ghost is working in you. You're a work in progress. He is winning. And even when you're messing up and not getting it because the animal is exceedingly dull, you're still making progress as long as your eyes are on the cross. You can't go wrong in the midst of the confusion of the burning and dying animal. Joel calls it blood, fire, billows of smoke. It's the animal sacrifice of the, the wild beast, the mark of the beast, the mark of a human being, your heart, your mind, your bones, all getting burnt up on the cross. Apostle Paul says that Jerusalem is the altar of the new covenant. What's Jerusalem? The cross. Calvary. This is Mount Zion, the mountain of fire rising in your spirit. This is what gets more real and keeps your mind clear. And where there is clarity, there is great glory, it is written. If there's no clarity, there's no cross. 
This is the only device or sacrifice that brings clarity in the earth. You can go anywhere, you get into yoga, you get into new age, you get into meditation, you get into anything. You can even get into Jesus. But if you don't have the cross, just forget it. There's no chance of internal transformation. You can get into all kinds of stuff about Jesus, learning all about Jesus, studying all about Jesus, his mystical stuff. You could call it advanced Christianity. There's nothing more advanced, buddy, than the cross. It's the throne of the Lamb. Calvary is Zion, and it's a mountain of Golgotha the mind of Christ, Golgotha, where his mind was sacrificed in the crown of thorns for your mind to become the mind of Christ, and it rises in your spirit, and that divine supernatural intelligence of the Messiah Jesus Christ, King of the Jews, is shared with me and you. Mm -hmm. So you'll never sing the blues. Amen? But it is certainly amusing because you get to laugh at everything wrong when you're not singing the glory song. <laughs> you get a laugh at the sin and always win. Deep within, where you swim, in the sea of glass, where you have a blast, and you're never held down by your past. You're always making progress by the working of the Holy Ghost in you. <laughs> and when the devil sits on your head and opposes what Jesus said, what do you got to do? Bind him and put him into the cross. Satan is defeated by your cross. Do you have demonic influence? Are there areas of your soul where you're not perfect and you're convicted of repetitive sin patterns? Usually the irritations of the soul, little judgments in your head and your mind and your eyes things that you comparisons called envy and strife is there not envy and strife amongst you corinthians among amongst you americans exposing that you are young in the cross in the sacrifice of your hearts and minds cross just slaughters all that cross is a place of judgment towards idiosyncrasies and things that are not the perfections of the outflowing resurrection of Jesus Christ through your soul. <laughs> Amen? You guys hear what I'm saying today? Is it hitting your spirit? Some people just go into comas and just get angelic surgery. We had about five years of Joel's bar when we started in 2008 where everyone came in and just went into a trance. The whole service. They got knocked out and just had angelic sur surgery. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come through this house when we first started 16, 18 years ago. And they're just gone. I get offended by it. No one likes my teaching. They always just pass out. Now, I had a revelation. The Lord said, it's because they're going under the knife. You have to knock out the brain that resists the deep things of the spirit for the spirit to work in them, to upgrade them. You know, if you can't supersede and bypass the brain, just forget it. The brain is the place where the, the Word of God goes and so you say no, and it's nullified by the traditions of men made of no beneficial power to the listener. 
That's why if your brain's in control, you'll never grow in Christ. <laughs> you'll be an infant in your 90s because you've never gotten past your skull. This is the realm of the dead. If you can't get out of your mind, you'll never grow in your spirit. That's why trances, the drunkenness, the fire, resting tongues of fire rested on their skulls the first day of the church, Acts chapter 2 in the Bible. They had to get out of their heads day one, otherwise there's no 3,000 soul harvest from Peter's sermon. It would never happen. They had to get out of their heads. And what was the evidence that they were out of their heads? The wine of his blood intoxicated their souls. Uh-huh. The soul is the heart, the bloodstream. You know, you have to mix it with blood in order to even get nutrients from food. Forget drug culture and all that nonsense. How about just vitamins? And the nutrients from toast and jam. From your breakfast cereals. How is it going to benefit you with your B's and your D's, your E's, your A's, your vitamin E's? If you don't get your multivitamins from your foods, you're sick and you're dead. You literally just die. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be 20 years older than your natural life because your body needs nutrients. <laughs> Jesus went around feasting with his disciples every single day. They called him a glutton because heaven's a place of continuous feasting. The marriage supper of the lamb. There's zero gluttony. But it's all about developing your spirit through eating. Revelations of divine love. Revelations of the glory realm. How to eat right for your blood type. Have heavenly delight and get out of earth's blight. No longer of the Egyptian earth. Now of the Zionist glory realm. Earth is Egypt. That's what the Bible says. If you're on the earth, you're Egyptian. Christian, Egyptian. There's like 99% probably truth in here. So we're going to try to get out of Egyptian Christianity, which is earthly, <laughs> of no power, of no actual worth to the angelic nature of the spirit, just all soulish, selfish, false, false phileo, fake love and fake revelation and fake works, getting people's appearances and all about numbers. It's not about the development of the spirit or anything eternal. It's just a total facade. It's called the play-acting hypocrite. Is Egypt, earthly, fake Christianity. Your, your Christianity began in the heavenlies. Born of heaven, John 3. If you haven't been born above, you better ask the real Jesus into your heart because you might not even have a real conversion. <laughs> if your Christianity is only on the earth, you haven't had the conversion. You're not even saved. Because there's nothing saved in Egypt. That's the place everything on earth is doomed and dead. Everything in the heavenlies is saved. So you can really tell if you're saved, if you're above and in the heavens. If you're on earth, you're not saved. Shut up. You got a cross. Kill that whimpering, lying, deceiving animal. Kill it. Kill it with kindness. It's going to be okay, boy. We're putting you down because you're sick, <laughs> sad, sorry, soulish, demon-filled animal. We're just going to put you out of your misery. I put myself out of my own misery every day. Just because you have the cross and you're consistent for decades in crucifying your heart and brain in the glory realm doesn't mean you don't have bad days. 
because the devil will really want to hit you hard. He'll hit everyone around you, try to steal your joy, which is evidence that you're crucified, that you're saved in the heavenly glory. They'll do anything to make you sad and earthly and bitter like them down in Wormwood in the earth dimension of Egypt in the realm of the dead. All kinds of lying demon-possessed excuses of, of Satan and through demon-possessed earthly self-righteous soulish little bitches. <laughs> Dogs. Canaanites. Yeah. Bitches, female dog. Which is in prophetics the soul that's on the earth living in the realm of the dead pretending to be Christian actually just a total witch and we know that because if anyone that has eagle eyes at all you know you're in the heavenlies and I'm sure there's a more loving gentle way to put all this stuff but I'm not there yet so pray for my maturity someday I'll be as wise as you just uh, loan me your archangel of wisdom for a few weeks since you are so wise I could use it I'll, I'll take any help I can get in the angelic realm really that's why we do this every day we're looking for help <laughs> God wants his kids back from the realm of the dead into the glory realm he wants his kids all caught up in the heavenly places he doesn't want you on earth the old covenant you could be on earth and so we justify we self-justify but I'm doing the stuff that the Bible says what you're doing in the earth see that's it's false Christianity Paul didn't do any of that none of the Apostles did any of that your interpretation is from below you need an interpretation from above once you go up in the fire that the cross produces through your heart you begin to understand that this is all the outpouring of the Holy Spirit through woman and man the Holy Spirit is the evidence that the temple is being lifted up out of the earth into the clouds there are elevations inside you Jesus said Capernaum will you be lifted up into the heavens no you'll be tossed down into the earth elevations of cities taught by the Messiah in the Bible over and over and over the resurrection Apostle Paul taught in degrees of glory you know degrees and elevations of ascension of mountains are all throughout the entire Bible it's not just oh I'm good on and I can just no that's you're not good you're carnal you're Greek the Greek mind says that I'm just good at this level of whatever I self-justify in my brain according to some belief system that ain't even Christianity that's paganism paganism self-justifies and applies the knowledge of good to self and then it's reactionary to revelation it's actually quite anti-christ people get really really puffed up in pride knowledge puffs up but the spirit builds up what is the spirit building up the crucifixion of the heart and the mind knowledge puffs up which means you're growing in luciferian pride if you're taking it in to the soul but the spirit builds up what is it building up your spirit into elevations and dimensions in the heavenly realm 
and you get pegged in those internal elevations, degrees of glory, which are degrees of holy fire, degrees of divine love. Love is fire. Love is the glory realm, and it rises in your heart by the cross, killing your animal. Your heart is the daily offering. So all the temptations... Oh, it's getting serious now. Again, serious now. We're gonna switch modes into straight freaking rage. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, right. It's getting seriously amazing in the ability of the cross that we are realizing, and we can't even change its power because it is perfected power without even lifting your pinky up without even a brain firing a, a neuron through your skull. See, we live in the animal, don't we? You see? We live in the flesh. We don't want to think so. We really self-justify. I'm not a carnal Christian. I, I prophesy. I speak in tongues. I heal the sick. I raise the dead. I've done all of the junk you told me to do in the New Testament. I'm losing my faith. I'm losing... Shut up, animal. There's no faith in the flesh. Just... Here's what you need. Revelation of the cross. I want to activate the realm that will put the sick religious animal out of its misery today. You know, the angel of death is the religious spirit. It's the last thing to be overcome for the conquering of all the earth for the Garden of Eden. So I know there's no infant in Christ that's overcome it. You will all deal with it because Satan is the religious spirit. It's the thing that makes you look at your own soul, your own heart, your own life, your own bank account, your own family, your own junk in the natural realm, just all, all about me, 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 because he's the angel of selfishness. There's no greater selfishness than the religious spirit. That is the nature of the beast. The red dragon is a beast. And so all of that gets killed when you realize that's what hate is. That's what hatred is. That's what the murderer is, the self-righteousness of the fallen angels. If you understand that clearly from revelation, revelation is love. The truth is love. The Holy Spirit is the truth talking to you to help you realize these things and then to see the solution to the revealing the Holy Spirit sent forth to convict of religion and selfishness, pride, Jezebelic activity, soulish spirituality that has the appearance of Christianity but is absolutely anti-Christ, completely selfish, and then the cross becomes so much more important. See? You just make it completely hopeless in the external realm, which is reality. There's nothing out there. Zero. Your rewards aren't out there. Your blessings aren't out there. The things you think you deserve and want and care about, they're not out there. You need to cling to the cross and then he be lifted up in you, crucified to death through your heart. And the Lamb of God gets rewards from the angels. Yeah. See, you're co-heirs with Christ. You don't have an inheritance apart from the cross. If you try to get one, you practice witchcraft 100% of the time. Witchcraft is practicing selfishness. Selfishness with the mixture of holy spirituality, that you know, the holy spirit stuff without the cross. Do you understand that? There is there is all this external stuff that you can add to yourself 
but there's no cross that has produced the most selfish people in the history of the world charismatic witchcraft it's the pinnacle of selfishness the workers of iniquity is the pinnacle of selfishness we're dealing with it i'm wrestling these principalities in charismatic witchcraft every single day while most people don't even see anything wrong with it what's the difference between you your group and that group and it's literally anti-Christ and the prophetic sons of God with gigantic crosses. And the majority of Christians are so immature, they can't even tell the difference. So the Spirit of God says, just keep going. I'm going to reveal the soulishness of iniquity for the judgment of the cross. And you will be enthroned in the Lamb as the cross rises through your crucified animal heart and mind. Because then the divine nature will shine forth in you in judgment every day i pray for judgment and i talk to jesus still small voice my best friend living right in my rich treasury of glory i say lord jesus i pray for all your most severe judgments towards my animal heart and my animal brain that's how i pray every day for 10 15 years i want your biggest judgments i want your glory fire to burn up my soul I don't want to be a fake soulish Christian. I don't want to waste today in lesser forms of godliness when the power of your altar is available to kill my heart with Christ. Kill your heart with Christ, crucified with Christ. <sighs> if we get a revelation of the altar in our spirit, then we understand how to produce the glory. This is the most valuable treasure that a human being can ever discover in their entire life. The tools of the priesthood of Melchizedek. How do I take this mess of my soul, my natural existence, and then transform it into something divine that the Father calls son and daughter? He doesn't call flesh son and daughter. That's where we miss it. He doesn't call soul son or daughter. That's where you miss it. You'll miss it now. He calls spirit son. He calls spirit daughter. God is spirit. John 4, 24. Those that are worshipful sons must be spirit and truth. Not just this flaky spirit stuff. There has to be an obedience to the law of the Lamb with the spirit so you have to be spiritual this is what jesus christ said now john 4 let's go there that'd be good passion translation because we're in the cloud of gentleness today amplified classic is a like a butcher knife we thank you for our lord soon this is called a thirsty savior <laughs> Soon, the news reached the Jewish religious leaders known as the Pharisees. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Just say he's talking about you. That's right. The Jewish religious leaders or the Christian religious leaders. Just say he's talking about you. Good thing there's a cross, amen? <laughs> Otherwise, you Christian religious leaders would be as doomed as these Pharisees. No doubt about it. Me too. Hallelujah.
Jesus was drawing greater crowds of followers coming to be baptized than John. Although Jesus didn't baptize at all, but had his disciples baptize the people. Jesus never baptized anyone. Because he baptizes in fire. He didn't even play a part in the in the shadow realm. No, uh, that's what the Bible says anyway. Jesus heard what was being said and abruptly left Judea and returned to the province of Galilee, and he had to pass through Samarian territory. Who's the fattest woman in the Bible? The woman of Samaria. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, Someday I'll laugh at God's jokes. There's hope. There's hope. <laughs> there's hope for joy in my soul. He's a funny God. See, love rejoices always in the truth. When the animal is slain, you're literally be rejoicing always. If the animal's alive, it's not possible because there's nothing to be happy about in the realm of the dead. It's always conflict, turmoil, problems, bills, work, taxes, appointments. There's always something I gotta do, 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 do. It's, it's the realm of the curse. So there's no rejoicing in the curse. And so you can tell who's in the curse around here. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to take you out of the curse. I'm going to take you out of the curse. <laughs> make, sure, make sure you follow through with that promise. <laughs> Amen. Wow, that really encouraged my spirit. <laughs> but you can't rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice if you're in the soul. If you're in the spirit, you're in the spirit of Jesus. And he entered the joy, which means you're just oozing with the stuff. And there's not even an explanation. It's because Jesus is so formed in your crucified hearts. Heaven is billowing out of you like a laughing machine. An Isaac laughter machine. Because you've been sacrificed on the altar of God, and God is your father. But if you're intact in your heart, you'll never have joy. Because you're resisting the altar of the killing of the animal. You're See, the Bible says you can only find his life if you lose your life. The Bible says that life is in the blood. So you're choosing the animal life when you don't sacrifice your heart, where all your blood is. That's what beats through your body and covers your mind. The reason why you don't have joy covering your mind is because you haven't sacrificed your heart. You know what I mean? I mean, it couldn't be more clear. And so the issue is, how do I sacrifice my heart to live in this angelic joy, this divine joy? Joy is the evidence of salvation, the Bible teaches. Like, if you aren't laughing and joyful supernaturally in the salvation of the glory cloud, you're not really saved. Restore the joy of being really saved. You, you might self-justify and be like, but I do believe in Jesus. No, you don't. <laughs> Faith is substance. 
So if you believe there's a, a glory cloud through your heart because you're crucified in your heart. You don't believe. You self-justify. You're, you're a practicing Pharisee. <laughs> Amen. We need to expose this stuff because a lot of... We've, we've allowed the realm of the dead to come in and say, like, you're okay. You're not okay. You're, you're damned. You're not in a good place. You're in a terrible place because you're not giving your heart to the altar of the Holy Spirit's fire. If a person is not dying daily, they're completely backslidden. You're not healthy. You're not in a good place. You're not in right standing with God. Your life is in total rebellion in every way. You're satanic. It's true. And that's why there's no joy. The highest manifestation of the victory of Jesus was called the entrance into the joy of his father. You can't get any higher than the glory of the father's joy in the soul. And around here, it's just, it's even in Joel's bar and around the drunks, it's, it's still misunderstood as some kind of goofy thing. As it's just oh, the drunkenness of the wine. No, it's the evidence that you're actually in the above dimension. The ones that don't have it are not, are totally fallen. You're fallen and you're backslidden and you're, you're not in a good place in your heart. So you need to kill your heart because your heart is what's holding you down into the realm of the dead and cursing you to live an animal life. If you burn up your heart, you go right up into the heavenly glory. So you decide your elevation by how much you give your human heart to the fire. And you'll be like, I want to do that. Just say, I want to give my heart to the fire. I want to give my heart to the fire. To live up higher. To live up higher. In the joy of my salvation. In the joy of my salvation. Amen. And you are totally wonderfully accepted into the fire. But realize you can't get past ice, second heavens, except by the embracing of fire, third heavens. You have a counterfeiter of the seriousness of the cold dimension of the fallen angels of ice. There is an ice dimension that is trying to steal the fire of your joy through the natural realm. And you are more than conquerors of that ice dimension. Is it cold as ice? That's, that's the evidence that a person is dead and damned in their soul. The iceness instead of niceness. Yeah. I thought we're not supposed to be. Listen, in the fire you can be nice. In the fire you can be kind. In the fire you can, you can smile and be as joyful as you want all the time. Against joy there is no law. You start smiling at everyone, you'll actually have favor. It's true. Because it's the evidence that your heart is pure. That you have joy. Get the drugs out, get the alcohol out, get the things you do to be happy, to maintain. If you're not crucifying your heart with the cross, with the Holy Spirit manifesting Christ crucified through your heart, you'll look for external things. Food is a big one. You'll eat to be happy. It's a big one. You'll get into animals or children or external things like that for happiness because you don't have any supernatural happiness from the cross crucifying your own heart. So you have to fill it with external things that includes family, that includes friends and, and children, and looking for spouses and looking for your husband and wife to fill that, fulfill that need and it'll never fulfill that need. Only Jesus can fill that God-shaped hole in your heart. It's never anyone else's fault on the outside. 
It's not because you don't have the best job. It's because you're not crucified in your heart. That's all it is. You're totally deceived. So get the deception out that you need stuff out here to be happy. You don't need a better job. You don't need more money. Jesus will take care of that as he gets an inheritance through a crucified heart. All wealth to the lamb, you get none. You're, you're not promised anything except the cross. And you have to receive the cross as everything. Otherwise, you get nothing because you're an idolater and you're evil. You have an evil, greedy heart. That's what the Bible says. An evil, covetous, greedy, immoral heart. A lover of the world and not the lover of the cross. But if you love the cross, Jesus formed in you through continuous, constant, and thorough crucifixion of your animal heart gets an awesome inheritance. And then he'll share that body with you. And then take an inheritance as the king of Israel. Living on the inside, your body is the temple of the king of glory. It is written, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, who is in you? Jesus is in me. Now it's time to believe it, and the Holy Ghost makes it a reality. Remember, the Holy Ghost created the world. He created everything that you take for granted and are unthankful for. He created doors. He created windows. He created modes of operation and movement, the ability to move, how you move your bones, how you blink your eyelids, how you wave your hands in kumbaya. Yeah, every single movement and everything that you've ever experienced from birth was created by the Holy Ghost. Now he wants to recreate you into your divine form. It is very important that you embrace change. If you don't want to change, you'll be the enemies of the cross. I've dealt with these fake Christians my whole prophetic career. They do not want to change. They are righteous in their own eyes. We have zero self-righteousness. The Lamb of God is our literal internal river of righteousness. None of this is soul-based, it's all spirit-based, because the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all flesh. Now, I'm going to give God the glory by confessing with my mouth that the only thing good in me is Him flowing through me by applying Calvary to my soul that just needs to die daily. Especially the skull thing into the heart is wicked beyond knowing. But the skull is a close second. This play, this thing gets irritated, accusational, listening to the fallen angels' opinions about everyone, divisions, conflict, turmoil, all the sinless we get over here. See, I'm, I'm not going to read the, the verses that pertain to the sermon. I'm just going to go to the first few verses of the chapters that pertain to the sermon because we're in that realm of the jet stream where it don't make no sense, man. It don't make no sense. I don't even know what you're talking about tonight. But I'm telling you, it is the truth anyhow. I like to get so far gone in the spirit, I need, like, lifeguards around me so I can bounce off them like buoys when I'm just deep in the glory ether. I'm not even here. You think you see me here? I'm not here. My angel is so far gone in the fire and the glory in the heavenly dimensions that whatever I'm experiencing whacked in deep things of the spirit, I just let it flow through me. I try to have some kind of 
vague description for tonight's sermon. Like a whacked in the heavenly dimension and chariots of fire, learning the jet streams of the high glory to fly in the flow of knowing God's ways or some crap like that. That's basically what it is when you're so far gone in the spirit every day. Because the brain doesn't even know what the spirit's about to do, even if you're 20 years old in the prophetic like Samuel. And you've seen it all before, man. I've, I've been to heaven 200 times. Yeah, well, you haven't been to heaven today. So start new today. Amen? So it's always new. God's always expanding your spirit's vision. Yesterday's stuff is wonderful. It's all treasure in the treasure house. That's why you have so much faith, because you have so much experiences. But then use it today to go even deeper and wider and higher in the love of God in Christ Jesus that you can't be separated from. You can't. I'm convinced of it. That nothing in heaven and earth, nor demons, angels, sins, crap, stuff, junk, money, bills, distractions can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, Romans 8 says. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in union with your spirit. And if you put your brain into your spirit, you get to share it with your flesh and your flesh gets happy. That's why you got to tell your face about Jesus in your heart often. Just remember him. Whenever you remember me, which means tell your brain about Christ. People's brains forget he's in there and they get they go from glory to glory. No, they go from sour to sour. They go from serious to serious. They go from stress to stress. And they're always saying, can you pray for me? No, we don't pray for people. We don't pray for people in this ministry. That's when I turned it off. I'm offended by that. No, listen now. Listen. You don't understand. The river is the answer to your prayers. I'm not here, you know, beating against the air, like the Bible calls an unbeliever. A foolish virgin prays like they're beating against the air. I don't know if God's real, but I'm just going to wing it and toss all kinds of requests out into the air because I don't even know him on the inside. Get out of here with that bewitchment. Stop praying like a bewitched fool. You have a river in your belly. Go down into the river and see what the Holy Ghost wants. And if you pray according to God's will, which is God's river in you already, you get whatever you ask. The Bible says that you get Anything you get, you pray, you ask for, you're going to get if you pray according to God's will. What's God's will? Eternal life in the Spirit, the building up of the Spirit. And so all of these funky things that we pray out of selfishness, which is just praying greed usually, we usually covenant with a witchcraft principality to get it because God's not even interested in being a bunch of spoiled brat idolaters false Christians everywhere. You're not going to partner with that mess. So you go to the realm of the dead and get into second heaven's bewitchment, second heaven's witchcraft and call yourselves Christians. And that's what's wrong with everyone because the fallen angels answer your prayer and then they get your souls when you die. Because <laughs> you didn't practice the river of your life. You practice selfishness. Looking for the easiest, most convenient way in all things. We ain't looking for that. We're not bewitched. We're looking for the cross. Only thing you need to be praying for is more of a cross in your heart 
that you can know God's will and pray according to God's will. Listen, your will be not done, not mine. You understand this is basic if you want to be saved stuff that Jesus said in the Bible. And now I'm just making it practical if you want to be real Christians, how to do it in your life so you have tremendous joy, tremendous love, and tremendous understanding of all supernatural things so you're not lost or confused about anything in the earth and you're not getting into politics to save you like a bunch of lost people because you're saved in the river and you got the solutions to all the earth's problems. Amen. Amen. You get into the river, do God's will, he might lead you right into the U.S. presidency. <laughs> Trump, 2024. Endorsed by Red Litter Ministries. Amen. <laughs> Woo! I do like him. I like all the stuff that pisses off the devil. I'm really into it. You know, we're just those punks. Just constantly irritating demons every day. And when there's no demons, all we do is have fun, like children. It's called uh, Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. This is Never Never Land. You're in it already. Now I just gotta get into the faith and trust and the little pixie dust. Tinkerbell angels are sprinkled. Glory dust all over your brains. Gold dust too, signs and wonders just cover you. Everyone watching here that is struggling with faith in their mind, I pray signs and wonders come upon all of you, big time, that it become completely undeniable that the hounds of heaven are trying to suck you up into the glory cloud. And you can run around the earth, but we're gonna get you and rapture you. I purposely look forward to violating every sung single one of your stubborn wills to take you into higher places you don't want to go. That's one of my covenant rights. When you're younger, you get to do what you want to do, Peter, pumpkin eater. But when you're older, one more mature than you will bind you and take you places you don't want to go. That's me, more mature than you, about to take you places you don't want to go. Places of fire where the soul burns. You know, it's easy to agree here in the head. It's actually quite rare if someone follows through with the sacrifice of their heart. Most people just playing games. Most people just not sacrificing anything, just making it a routine. I come to Joel's bar. Yeah, I'm a part of that fringe movement. I have watched the vanguard of Joel's army, but I myself am not a part of it. I want to make you guys an actual practical part of it where your spirit, your angel, is literally helping Jesus Christ. See, we're so immature, we're like, we can't help Jesus Christ. That's not what the Bible says. You're the army of God. You're doing the works of Jesus Christ. Greater works will you do because I'm going to the Father who is talking. The angel of Jesus. He was. He never spoke through his soul. He never lied. If you speak through the soul, you're a liar. Jesus never lied. His spirit only spoke through him from birth. When he was, that came out of his spirit. In the manger. He was probably laughter. I bet he was born drunk. Because he was born of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is a peculiar child. He's laughing at Mary because he just pooped all over the donkeys. <laughs> Baby Jesus glory. Wonderful thing. Amen. I'm telling you guys, born of the Spirit's no joke. You start to get incredible joy. 
The joy of Jesus at one. The joy of Jesus at two. Jesus is the happiest person who's ever walked the earth. And those that walk in his way are the happiest people who have ever walked the earth. Enoch is the happiest person in heaven. But I have a personal contest with him to be happier than Enoch. And I hope that you all take up the challenge that by the Spirit of Jesus and the crucified way of the Lord through our crucified hearts, we become the happiest people who ever walked the earth in the joy of the Lord, our strength, the oil of salvation, the oil of joy beyond our fellow kings. Amen. And I know some of you are like, yeah, I can see that for some of you, but not for me. That's not one of my gifts. Well, the gift of salvation. The gift of salvation is one of your gifts. You're going to really need to get into that one. And the evidence of being saved, the Bible says, is joy. And I'm not talking about little medicinal joy when it's appropriate. I'm talking about laughing at funerals. I'm talking about outbursts of joy, nonsensical manifestations of supernatural joy when it's absolutely inappropriate. Public intoxication. The joy, if you're holding it in at times to be respectful externally, you're pleasing people and not God. Jesus never did that. He got thrown out of any place that they had that people-pleasing stuff in. And if that forces you into awkward situations, that's what's working and rubbing on your pride. What is my boss going to think? What are my clients going to think? What are my people on YouTube going to think? What about all my crazy people on Facebook? What, you know, See, we've been doing this long enough that we only have the ones that tolerate our wild manifestations. We got some new people coming in. Pray for them. Here's how we pray for them. Lord, crucify them right away. Don't let their animal minds or hearts get in the way of the joy of the Lord. Just slaughter them. They come in like sheep to be slaughtered. Slaughter of love. Slaughter of joy. The anointing slaughters us to be smeared, to be slaughtered by the anointing. Amen. The cross slaughters us with fresh oil. It's not something that's poured on your head so you can live a disciplined life like a little frickin' Pharisee with fresh oil on your head. No, the oil slaughters you so it's Jesus standing up like an eight-winged cherubim on the inside of your body whose wings are tipping over everything around you, causing problems for all the status quo complacent Laodicean Christians in America. Raising the standard, the bar of Christ in us. The hope that everyone realizes that glory and gets out of themselves into the glory. The glory is the promised land for those that have been slain with him. The wedding garments of the Lamb of the Bride of Christ are those that have been slain on the cross with him. So there's time. Your, your time in life is to walk in the way of the Lord. It will come with scourgings. <laughs> There will be the sweating of blood. But it's all wine. It's all glorified. It's all fire. These are rums of fire. See, the whole path of Jesus from birth to transfiguration is glorified. That's called the glory realm. And it's not just way up in heaven. It's everywhere Jesus is ascended and descended. So it's in the center of the earth. It's in the tomb. It's on the cross. It's climbing the mountain of the cross, climbing Golgotha, carrying your cross everywhere where your cross is. You are in the way of the cross. Like the Catholics say, the stations of the cross are the realms of the cross. 
what is your supernatural access into these glorified realms of glory? The cross, your cross. No one goes into the Father or the ability of the Father except through me, the sheep gate to the Father, which means the annihilation of your heart and mind comes with tremendous angelic reward, which is not only being exceedingly joyful all the time and never having worries or problems whatsoever, just blessed in every direction because the Lamb of God is blessed in every direction and you've shared in His crucifixion. But it also means the greater works of ruling and reigning from these realms of the cross everywhere the Spirit carries you in the deep places of the Spirit. Amen? You're learning to live and flow in the glory. And you only get into this dimension by the slaughter of the self and the soul of the animal flesh. What's written on the forehead? The animal. The beast was given a mouth, which is when we talk apart from the cross, we're liars. Christian liars. And when the cross comes, we go from Christian liars to Christian flyers. Flyers. Amen. When you speak out of soul, you speak as one who does not know. When you speak out of spirit, you're crucified with Christ, and you speak as one who knows him out of the realm of the bliss of the cross of the completed works of Jesus Christ materialized in a physical pink honey cloud of cotton candy on the inside and you're so messed up on Jesus that people will think you're high or drunk and you'll be like well I'm high and I'm drunk it is true I'm not even defending it to you. I don't even need to explain it to you. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. If you desire the things of the glory that must come by direct revelation of the Holy Spirit, you cannot analytically get the impartation through knowledge in your brain. You must get it in your spirit and it must crucify your brain. Amen? The gospel is given to each one of us by direct revelation from the Lord of glory himself. Those who know him. Those that are intimate with his glory. Not just on the outside that I've been learning about the sons of God. I've been learning about the glory. That ain't the knowledge of the glory. The knowledge of the glory is like water covering which means I'm in the liquid flow of the heavenly no. I am in the deep sauce. I'm in the frying pan of Stan. Stan's not just an external angel that fell from grace. It's the animal that he needs to erase. The devil only works in the animal. He's why he's called Lord of the Flies. Flies only exist around animals. That's called the grave clothes. The circumcision of the heart is the removal of the grave clothes off of the believer's spirit, which is a progressive baptism after they've crossed the Red Sea. You have the blood of Jesus. You believe in Jesus. Now is the time to remove the grave clothes. It's a supernatural act. You might feel it physically. I feel things of the spirit physically continuously. There's not one, one minute in 20 years that I have not physically felt all the things of the spirit constantly on the outside, on the inside of my flesh and blood, in my bones, in my blood, in my brains, in my skull, everywhere. I mean, we're just, we're deep. 
and physically experiencing the things of the spirit, the word made flesh, living epistles, read of all men. So the natural realm is getting mangled by the glory realm. The natural realm is what is getting restored in all things by the spirit realm. Jesus remains in the glory realm until we get out of Gnosticism and restore all the things of the natural realm. First and foremost, start with your own hearts. Amen? Starts here. Not out here, in here. Nothing out here is going to help you. If you go after rewards out here, you're a thief. Outside are the thieves and the robbers. What is outside? The Bible says outside the city gates. What's outside the city gates? You are the city on a hill. Anyone that seeks on the outside that hasn't first crucified on the inside is a thief and a robber. Jesus Christ confession, red letters of the Bible. Are Christians thieves and robbers the worst I've ever seen? Yes. I mean, find one that's crucified of heart. I mean, it's like one in 10,000. It's like Christianity has become a house for every unclean thing, like the Bible prophesied, because we're going to turn it into a den of thieves, a den of robbers. That's what Judaism had become in the days of his first coming. This is what Christianity has become in the days of his second coming. Ain't nobody surprised in heaven, buddy. Ain't nobody surprised at all. Because it's a guaranteed reaction of the selfishness of the soul to take the things of God and make it for personal gain, which is betrayal. Now, since we've done everything wrong, we're going to go to the cross with all this mess in our head and our hearts and just get slaughtered in the fire of divine love right here. Hallelujah. And the whole mess just get butchered. You just get annihilated. That's why you're going to get so drunk in a drunken glory outpouring because you're going to get so freaking forgiven, dude. You're going to get so fried out of your mind from all the witchcraft of selfishness you've practiced your whole whoring life as a false Christian. <laughs> whoring because it's called the whore of Babylon in Revelation. And listen, man, the, the, the sinful nature that has a fellowship with the fallen angels, it's a whoring intimacy. It's intimacy with demons. That's why it's called whore of Babylon because the soul chooses those spirits of selfishness, greed, religion. You're whoring, you're intimate. And Jesus is a jealous lover and he doesn't want your soul being intimate with demons. I mean, it's very, very real, guys. And I know everyone here is still intimate with demons, so don't even play games with me. I know, there's still stuff in your life that needs perfected. So there's still stuff of the horror of Babylon being trimmed off your soul for a greater intimacy with Christ. On the inside, the cross is our intimacy with the Lamb of God. See, this is the only potential you have to be literally intimate with Jesus Christ. They can claim it. They can get emotional in the soul. They can have emotional worship, emotional teaching, blah, 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 crying, all this stuff. None of it moves the spirit unless it's the cross of the actual ability to get intimate with the soul through the annihilation of the lamb. Christ crucified. I preached nothing amongst you except Christ and him crucified, which is the annihilation of the soul with the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God is the cross, the altar for the soul, which means it has to be destroyed with him. Jesus was destroyed, right, in the Bible? Are you? No, I'm trying to fix my life. Well, you're a false Christian. You have to be destroyed with Christ, slaughtered with Christ. That is 
the transformation of the soul. That's how the Lamb of God gets formed in the soul. The complete annihilation and slaughter of the brain, the skull, the bones, the will, the organs, the heart, the feelings, the emotions, and the spirit. And every part of you, spirit, soul, mind, and strength, has to be annihilated with the cross. And you have a cross. You know what the born-again salvation is? The gifting of the cross. The gifting of the cross. Salvation is the gift of the cross of Jesus Christ of Nazareth into your bellies. You know, people don't do anything with it, so they spill out like Herod's bowels and worms eat them, which is a reference to you're going to hell. Are you going to live in hell, in hell's selfishness and hell's greed and hell's religiosity all the days of your life? Unless you do something with that cross, the Bible says you're worse off having believed in Jesus than did not use the cross. Hebrews reference it constantly. If a righteous man is scarcely saved, what shall become of a unbeliever? We're talking about scarcely saved practicing mature righteousness. I feel like if I don't slaughter myself in joy, I feel that edge of death and damnation every day in the apostolic. Every day, guys. And that's why I exceedingly rejoice. I can feel death's edge. I can feel that seriousness, that hardness, that bitterness. I can feel the fallen angels. The gates of hell should not prevail. You're going to see and feel the gates of hell. It's so real in the prophetic. And so that's why I take the things of the kingdom so exceedingly serious, mainly joy, wine, power, glory, river. Because without these things, I know I'm doomed. I came out of necromancy and the occult, so I understand these things better than you that they're right there trying to get in the senses through your ears, through your eyes, through complacency, through lukewarmness, lukewarmness, through distractions. I have watched Satan and his angels annihilate hundreds of thousands of people already in my lifetime. Annihilate with satanic fire, strange fire, second heavens, icy cold. They lose their personalities. They're gone. They have no fruit. They're always serious. They become a Neanderthal spirit totally accursed anathema where there's no sensitivity to the holy spirit twice dead a brood of vipers i have seen tens of thousands become twice dead already in my prophetic career this is why we teach you these things because it absolutely every day is life and death for your souls on the line it's not a joke it's not just entertainment the joy and the wine is staying in the freedom glory and not just fading away like it's okay, like I believed in Jesus five years ago and I'm good. Now I can just do what I want in Babylon. You might go to hell. Your salvation is not guaranteed by your stupid theology that you believe in your skull because the flesh counts for nothing. If you get so far gone removed from your spirit and developing your spirit, you might just break your own silver cord. You might just bash your skull against a rock. And there's no angelic help there because you got so far away from Christ in your spirit. Your head gets pulled farther and farther out into the world the more you're tempted by the altars of demons. But we bring our skull down into the fire and burn it every day so we become more childlike, more undignified. 
more disrespectful towards sin, more disrespectful towards de devils and demons and religion and lust and pride and all the stupid things of humanity. All the stupid things of 666 humanity. The stupid things of the red dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, and all the stuff that keeps the soul intact. You understand salvation is the slaughter of the soul, so you get exceedingly more desperate in the wine cellar of the slaughter of your own heart for more divine blood to gush out of your heart. A desperation, a childlike zeal for these things of salvation. If that's not increasing in you, you are backslidden today. You're totally backslidden. We need an altar call to the altar in your stomachs, not an external altar of buildings made by human hands. Return to Christ in your spirit. And what has blocked you in your heart is all the sins you've let in to callous your heart against returning your mind to your first love, Christ, in your bellies. And so just lay hands on your heart today. Lord Jesus, crucify our hearts and lead our minds into our spirits. Stir up our spirit with the fountain of the Lamb that we would understand and value eternal things more highly than temporal things to grow in wisdom that kills the beasts and mixes the wine. The wine is your spirit. So the wedding supper of the Lamb is a people that have constantly developed their spirit at the expense and cost of their soul and brain every day. The ones that haven't will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You're as fake and false as fake and false get. It's true. If you have not developed your spirit at the expense of your heart and mind, you're a false believer, false brethren. And we want you to be real. And the cross is already in your belly. You are commanded to return to your spirit, to return to your cross and pick it up and follow him again wherever you left off before you got carried away in your mind by fallen angels in Babylon. Restore our minds to our cross, our altar to crucify our hearts and minds that we may grow in intimacy with the Lamb of God within that is totally different than all Christianity of the external world. We don't want 2022 Christianity. That can die and go to hell. I'm not looking for that. I want the ancient ways before time was created of the Garden of Eden of walking with the Father with my spirit and the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world at the slaughter of all the timelines recorded in my human blood. I don't want fake Christianity. You don't have time to mess around in false Christianity where the heart gets to stay your own little hourglass of what you want to do with your time on earth. That's as deceived and delusional as you can possibly get, living your life instead of his. You cannot be any more backslidden or lukewarm than that. That is the pinnacle of deception especially if you believe in Jesus, but have never sacrificed your heart. You're the most deceived people in the entire world. And it's true. And I love you. So I'm telling you the truth. We're going to sacrifice our hearts. We're going to give our time to eternity. So we have a lot more time to walk with God for God's pleasure, for God's spirit. You are created for the enjoyment, not of self, but for the Holy Spirit. Your existence was not for you. 
You're not created for you. You're not created for your kids. You're not created for your natural families. You're created for God. Return to your first love and understand your creation is for the enjoyment of the Holy Spirit of God. And you will no longer waste one more day on temporary, profane, worthless things. Because when you pleasure and please God, the glory will billow out of you and whack everyone around you and fix your situation. You're no longer distracted. You're no longer immoral. It's immoral to value human beings more than God. That's the definition of immorality, is to value the natural more than the supernatural. It's immoral. It's profane. It's worthless. So we're going to value the Holy Ghost. We value Holy Ghost. Happy Pentecost. Sunday was his birthday inside man. That's when the Holy Ghost got inside man. It's the Holy Spirit's birthday. Jesus had a birthday. So did the Holy Ghost. He was born on Pentecost and his people, the Bible says. And I said, Holy Ghost, what do you want for your birthday? He says, I want the sons of God. That's what he said. I want the sons of God for my birthday. Say, I want maturity. So I'm going after it. That's why we're saying these things, because it's the desire of the Holy Spirit of God who created this world to get mature ones back into pleasing Him and nothing else. If you please the Holy Ghost, your maximum success in life. Who cares what your families think? Who cares what your religious people think around you? Who cares what your church thinks? If you are in the Holy Ghost and there's a Holy Ghost company, so you can guarantee accountability, you frickin' Pharisees, the Holy Ghost pleasing will come with rivers of glory, rivers of wisdom, rivers of signs and wonders and miracles will outflow anyone that pleases the Spirit of God more than the Spirit of Babylon. I reject and rebuke the people pleasing Spirit of Babylon, the Spirit of immorality, be cursed and burnt up by the Spirit of the sons of God pleasing the Spirit of Jesus who is God, fully with us, in us, around us, to terrorize all the works of the devil, to foil all the plans of Satan and his angels in the nations and all the dumb crap they're doing in the governments. I'm not even going to worry about that. I'm going to worry about the cross crucifying me to release the fire of judgment upon the works of the devil so I can actually do something about it instead of just worry about it by watching Twitter. And so they're just worried about it by watching Fox News and being reactionary like an animal condemning the works of other animals, which is a total hypocrite. I'm going to sacrifice my animal nature, get my angel up through there and release the fire of God from the throne of heavenly Jerusalem and totally ransack the earth dimension, which is all Egypt prepared for fire. Heavenly Jerusalem, all glory prepared for sons prepared for the children of the resurrection, the angel-like sons of God. Luke 20. Heaven is prepared for you. Heaven is your throne. Why? Because the divine nature is in you. The earth is your footstool and the heavens is your throne. Not going to be at birth because you're born of the divine nature. Heaven is your throne. The earth is your footstool. Amen. Now sit with me enthroned in the heavens until I make all your enemies a footstool for your feet. It is written. Want to read it? Just the first couple of verses. We're not going to get into the actual parts that go along with the teaching tonight. 
that's usually what we do in the glory because we're exceedingly high it'll make sense in probably 300 years King David's Psalm Yahweh to say Yahweh I am that I am that is so prideful <laughs> this one Luciferian I remember I was walking in a really strong glory cloud and I came in and confronted this daughter of the eastern star witch and she just looked like a black witch spirit and uh, as I came in in the glory of Christ she just became completely tightened in and stiff and she said I am that I am that's not a woman's voice what is that thing a spirit of Freemasonry I am that I am huh that's like you wish but it, it's available in Christ if you get born again hallelujah have I not said you are I am's but it ain't soul like the witch it's spirit by the cross you gotta be fully crucified with the lamb doing the will of your father in heaven Otherwise, it turns into sorcery real quick. Yahweh, I am, said to my Lord, the Messiah, sit with me as enthroned ruler while I subdue your every enemy. Say, oh, that's for King David. It's for you. Every promise in the Bible towards anyone in the Bible is for the believers in the, the bride of Christ. Thousands of promises in here. This is one of the best ones sit with me well, I don't need to do any works but I'm not reading my Bible eight hours a day but I'm not I'm not a good boy I'm not a good girl sit you're a sitting boy and you're a sitting girl enthroned in the Lamb of God Jesus was your works and now his angel gonna teach your angel how to do the greater works but you ain't gonna do them in the flesh like a false Christian like these workers of iniquity out here pretending to be Joel's army but are just total witches with lying signs and wonders which is the soulish dimension of the second heavens they get ice signs ice wonders the false prophet comes with lying deceiving signs and wonders what is it testifies that they're in right standing my God to their works instead of the cross that's what the deception of the end times is and you're deep into it already most of you are already completely deceived by it so now it's just time to get get the cross right rising in you amen you're coming out of the end of the end times right now into the the day of promise this is the end of the end times we're on the cusp of people just literally coming out of babylon and they'll never go back in for their entire life on earth even if you don't live 5,000 years, if you live another 50 years, you ain't gonna live in Babylon. This is the end of Babylon the Great. By God the Father's power. By the Holy Spirit's sons. Sons of the kingdom. The sons of heavenly Jerusalem from above that are raining fire. This is the end, the end of the end times. And the Bible says that you are totally, completely victorious over the devil. And nothing that he does can by any means touch you. It is written. The devil doesn't win anything in the end times if you read the Bible. The overcomers win the whole planet, all the heavens, everything in it. That's what the Bible says. Over and over and over, you are victorious over the evil one. First John says, you young men have overcome the evil one. That's not even a mature thing. Overcoming the devil is not a maturity. That's for young Christians, First John says, in the Bible. Mature ones says, you have known him from the beginning. 
which means you're no longer in time. <laughs> you're living the eternity of the eternities, enthroned in the throne room of God. And it's really not a throne room, it's more of like an expanse, a dimension, a sea of, of glory, a sea of fire. It's not roomed in, it's Jerusalem without walls. Heavenly Jerusalem has without walls. Jasper is just a reference to the glory protecting you in that dimension. It's the color of glory. But there's not, it's not like bricked in and we're like scared of all the external stuff around you. Burnt that all up. Promised land doesn't have enemies in it, guys. Truth and yeah. Sit enthroned as I subdue your every enemy. I think I can sit enthroned. See, don't just sit down here. Sit enthroned. Which means sit in Christ. Not theoretically. Not from a doctrine that you read in the Bible, but literally through the cross, sheepgate to the Father. What does it mean to be sheepgate to the Father? That the glory realm is billowing through my chest cavity, like the smoke of the burning animal, from the fire that has carried me up to be on the throne of the Lamb. And from that place, I'm literally manifesting Jesus Christ and Him crucified through my soul, through all flesh around me, and they're reacting to the fullness of deity in my bodily form, which is called normal basic discipleship. Amen? Yeah. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Wow, they were possessed by the same spirit. But they were uneducated, ordinary men, but there was nothing ordinary about them. They were exquisite. They were full of the heavenly glory. And they were like, man, this, they were earthly and they were looking bad as the most educated, richest people. Pharisees were all millionaires and they looked bad compared to the fishermen and the high school dropouts because they'd been with Jesus in the glory realm. They were of the heavenly kind and they were of the earthly kind. And the earthly kind with all of its education, power, false power, all of its money, wept and gnashed their teeth at a server at a restaurant, Stephen, just a young man. Can you imagine being, you know, just a, a Wendy's drive-through worker and all of the most powerful men in your city are, are exceedingly frustrated with you and you work at frickin' McDonald's? That's the same scenario as Steve with the glowing face. How worldly are you? How worldly are you? See, we're getting into the wrong maturity of the Sanhedrin below. We need to get into the glory above and be like Stephen, who is just a waiter of tables and began to glow. Why? Because he was developing his spirit. It wasn't about what his outer man was doing. It was about what his inner man was developing, wisdom, and slaughtering his earthly Egyptian nature of the realm of the dead to be so heavenly that he could cause the richest, most powerful men on the planet to weep and gnash their teeth at him, to reveal the fullness of their fallen angel possession in the serving of the second heavens in the midst of one 18-year-old server guy, like a McDonald's drive through worker, is the literal comparison in the book of Acts. Wow. See, that's power to the people for real. Out of all the external facades of people pleasing, all your fake false excellence of Babylon and bowing and worshiping the golden image and all the external stuff and getting into real inner child power of the heavenly dimension of the kingdom of God's servant and child, Jesus, the child Jesus. The apostles called the Messiah the child Jesus. That's the maximum most mature you can get in life is getting into the child 
Jesus. If you get into the adulthood stuff, you'll totally miss the mark and you'll never be in the glory of your whole life. You'll get into fake maturity, people-pleasing, respectability, all the demon spirits and Moloch and Saturn, you'll serve the second heavens. Ice. You'll be lucky if you're even saved. But if you get into the child Jesus, oh, hallelujah, go from glory to glory. Your joy will never wax weak. It'll always wax strong. You'll have a greater strength, a greater anointing every season of your life. You'll have success after success in the internal resurrection of the cross by the crucifixion of your own heart and mind. You'll have an ever increasing glory in the child Jesus to say in the child Jesus I'm gonna get into the child Jesus and to be and become a child like Jesus Lord remove my adulthood off my child set me free from my soul by your blood by your fire and by your billows of smoke. <laughs> Smoky glory. Yeah, that's all that stuff burning off your child. Because you are a child. You're a child of God. And the world tempts you to grow up and get into false maturity and die with Satan. We ain't going to do it. There ain't nothing in it. It's just all lies. So... I'm not listening to the liar. We might be the minority right now that follow the internal path of God inside minded true maturity and the glorification of the spirit within our own spiritual stomachs and reaping treasures in glory and storing up treasures in our spirit in heaven inside these temples using them for original design of their actual ability but we're going to show the rest of the world what's available when they become real new covenant disciples and totally burn up the bewitchment of their animal hearts <coughs> see you're not stuck with an animal heart it's not just annihilation of the Adamic through suffering. No, none of that. It's the rejoicing that you have a new heart, which is a new spirit. He will put a new spirit within you, it is written. A new spirit within you. That is the heart of David that all of you get when you're born again. Return to your new heart. Return to your new spirit with all your soul as a sacrifice, which is repent. And you'll go from glory to glory every single day from now on throughout the rest of your lives and through the eternity of the eternities. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father, for it, for receiving our souls and our minds and granting us repentance back into our spirit that you placed in us when we first believed with that childlike zeal that was never meant to die that childlike excitement about the kingdom realm and the new things of God. Keep that alive and rekindle that inner child passion and excitement that we get to play with God in the glory like little children every day. And if there's any enemy around any serpent in the garden, that's what you have a cross for. You just crucify it through your own heart and all that stuff dies. All demonic influence will die and flee from you as the cross of Christ crucified be lifted up in your bellies, through all your hearts and through all your brains, in the fountain of the Lamb, the fountain of Israel, the never-ending fountain of our immortal, eternal lives on earth as it is in heaven. Now we're going to have a fountain party because the Spirit and the Bride of the Cross say, Come 
and drink without measure without cost this is a free gift of drinking the river of life that we have paid the price for by simply sacrificing our Adamic nature which is a reasonable sacrifice for the fountain to come through the bride they're drinking the bride's spirit made perfect by the cross the bride says come and drink the river of life within me priests it was a song of Solomon eat from the bride that is your portion song of Solomon says you have to eat the spirit that's eating the supernatural kingdom dimension risen inside those that are slain with Christ you're devouring the kingdom within each other it's called fellowship those that know me will fellowship with me eat with me in my father's house if you let me in I'll have fellowship with you more every day you want your fellowship with Jesus and the divine and the glory realm to intensify and increase in your souls Revelation 3:20. let me into a higher realm of your heart where you're guarding yourself from me says the Lord let me into areas of your heart where you've never let me in before any area where you're self-conscious and still in control is a place where you're damned and not saved so there's places all throughout the four chambers of our heart where we let the spirit of Jesus and his cross supernaturally burn out our self-consciousness, our self-protection, and our, all of the control stuff of living a natural Adamic cursed life. And he just burns that out. You lose control to the Lamb of God. That's what makes us the bride of the Lamb. It's the bride of the cross. Let the cross consume new areas in your heart. The cross will progressively rise in your heart until your whole heart is glorified and out of your face flows rivers of glory through your crucified hearts. This is how you get perfected in the glory. A greater sacrifice of myself for you, Lord Jesus. I have yielded my whole heart to your cross for all of your blood, all of your water, all of your fire and all of your word and all of your will to manifest through my slain heart each one of you will acquire that testimony as you give the cross more and more ground in your heart and you'll know him more and more through crucifixion the crucifixion is real the crucifixion is the door to more glory ever increasing glory is the covenant promise in the bible an ever-increasing light only for those carrying their cross, which means your spirit slaughtering your heart. Don't go easy on this thing. If you do, you'll forfeit your whole destiny. Slaughter your hearts with the cross, with the fire of God. These prophetic words carry the cross in them. This is the wood of the seed of the tree of life that never decays, and if you let it grow in your spirit, it will slaughter your soul into the heavenly glory. You're not carried gently into the promised land. They went into the promised land and the Bible says they slaughtered the enemy. Canaan, seven nations of Canaan, Og, king of Bashan, slaughtered. The Bible says it over and over, which means you have to come into covenant with the Holy Ghost in your spirit, recognizing the promised land is your spirit conquering your heart. Otherwise, you never enter the promised land. You'd be in the wilderness of holding on to your heart as all you got your whole Christian life, which is not Christianity. That's false Christianity. 
We slaughter our hearts and we get our promised land through the slaughter of Canaan. Seven nations, seven interior castles of our souls in our hearts slaughtered by Jesus Christ in us every day. Then you'll know the glory realm. Then you'll be actual soldiers in the vanguard of Joel's army and not just spectators. Amen? We want you guys to be actual soldiers and not spectators. To participate with this cloud of witnesses. To participate with the cross company of those fully slain and married to the Lamb. With all the evidence of the outflowing river of glory pouring out of us all the time consistently as one who knows him as one who's crucified with him as one who's enthroned with him in the rulership of the throne of the lamb perfected with him in the heavenly places ruling over earthly places earthly spaces earthly nations from the heavenly dimension of the overcomer that is for the spiritual race of those born of the Holy Spirit of the heavenly kind. It's time to forsake your natural kind and embrace your heavenly kind. And there in that dimension of glory, you will wine and dine in the heavenly Jerusalem. These words will lead you there if you believe them and apply them to your heart and sacrifice your whole heart. You will rise. Your angels are with you to take you up higher. Don't make them bored by being worldly and earthly. Challenge your angels to carry you up as fast as they can every day, and they'll take you up. That's what your angels assigned to you. Each one of you believers has two angels assigned to you, one at your left shoulder, one at your right shoulder. The white dove descends and remains on your shoulders. Shoulders the place of government. You're born of Christ, and of the increase of Christ's government, there shall be no end, yes, through even you. All of you believers, you're born into a kingdom of divine white dove government. These angels represent the Holy Spirit perfectly, and they will take you up into the government of God, where God will govern your soul, He'll govern your emotions, He'll govern your bank accounts, He'll govern your business deals, He'll govern everything you think, do, and say. Be governed by the government of the glory of the Father's throne and the throne of Jesus Christ forever and ever. Amen. Partner with the Heavenly Sanhedrin. Tithes to Red Letter Ministries. Bring your offerings into this place where you sow, you grow. Sow higher, you grow higher. In Jesus' name, bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Happy birthday, Holy Ghost. I want the sun to
of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and bright, enlightening the eyes. Oh Lord, enlighten my eyes. Bring revelation. Honey is like revelation. Enlighten my eyes like Samson who stuck his hand in the line and pulled out honey and tasted it and it brought lightness to his eyes. Revelation. Lord, I need revelation. For the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. And the commandments of the Lord are pure and bright, enlightening the eyes. And the reverent fear of the Lord is clean. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. They are to be more desired than gold. Yes, even much more than fine gold. They are sweeter also than the honey. And the drippings from the honeycomb. Lord, your ordinances and your word are desired and they are to be desired more than fine gold. Lord, I want you to be my fine gold. Fine gold. Lord, I want you to be my precious gold and my precious silver according to Job 22. For the word says in Job that if you make the Lord your precious gold and your precious silver, even making the gold that you have, that which is precious to you, and you make the Lord your precious gold, you make the Lord your precious silver, then you will have delight in the Lord. And you will say there is a lifting up. Lord, there is a lifting up. And I can lift my eyes up to you. I can lift my eyes up to heaven. And your eye is upon me. And everything that I do favor. Lord, lift your eyes upon me. Lord, turn your eyes toward me. I want your favor. I'm after you. I want the honey. 
from your presence. It's sweeter. It's finer than much fine gold. And there's great reward in it. Lord, your precepts make glad my heart. Lord, I want your presence. your presence, Lord. It's your presence, Lord. It's the anointing. Oh, it's the anointing. It's your anointing that makes me whole. It's the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage.